This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas 80, State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gudikin sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Trista's height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Well, just in case anybody's wondering, Ball State North Illinois, time seven. Um, Western good. Michigan up 14 0 on Central Looking Michigan. Looking better. There you go. That's what we like to see. King of the Max. That's what they call me. Return of the Max. A two and seven team against a four and five team. I mean, it is, this hey, those, is, it's slim pickings tonight. I will say this, though. Uh, Western Michigan Unis, big fan. Yeah, yeah. I like those. I like the brown and white. I'm a fan. I got to be honest with you, though. A majority of the um, the NBA City Edition jerseys, yeah. not a fan this year. Northern Me Illinois, uh, not a great place to party, in my opinion. I have mm-hmm. buddies that love it. I was never a big fan. I, see, I had a really good fake ID, so when I went and visited, I wanted to go to the bars. I didn't want to do, like, house parties and sit in somebody's basement. That was <laughs> all we did when I went there. Just house parties? My buddy There's was something like, to be said for a good house party, though. Yeah, yeah, but like I liked house parties like where I went, at, like Western, because I knew everybody. Mm. You know, sometimes, you know, I, I don't know. We, we could talk about that off the air. I actually think that's a pretty good debate: house party versus going out somewhere. I'd rather that's have a house good. party. Yeah, I'm at the point of my life now where like house party is the way to I was go. There pajama, at 20, pajama, I was there at 20. You know, my school that I went to, Oregon, was we only had... Ryan, you're a, you're a silly boy. Uh, we only had like two bars. So Oregon, as big of a campus as we were, we only had Rennie's and Taylor's on campus. Yeah. So there was a ton of house parties. And uh, it was a dry campus, which also oh, was like God. a little bit problematic. Oh, yeah. No idea I, I why I and they it. would do that. I mean, it was like... They called it like semi dry pause, uh, which meant like you could have a cup of alcohol, but like pour it out when you see someone coming your way, kind of a thing. Yeah. And so there was a lot of house parties that uh, that we would rock with, um, and and like they would rent out the bottoms of some restaurant and turn mm-hmm. it into like a pseudo house party, you know that kind of a thing. But I'd rather do that. It's much more intimate than like just going yeah. into a club. Oh, and the bar tab is so much. No, cheaper. See, yeah, that was the thing. So we we had like cheaper. boiler room. I mean, I could talk about this now because yeah. we got in a bunch of trouble. You could Google it. But like, <laughs> you so could we Google we had it. I had a bunch of money because I was running like an underground casino in our house. You <laughs> of know, course so like you did. We, we had like a roulette table. <laughs> so I wanted to go to the bar because I could buy shots and right. You know, meet the ladies. You want to be a big baller? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right, we can ask Cameron Smith about a lot of things. We can ask him about the NBA. We can ask him about James Harden's debut with the Clippers. But I'd prefer to ask you, a house party or a bar for you? Which would you prefer? Now, you guys are talking about somebody that, that graduated from Southern Illinois and Carbondale, Illinois. Oh, so I know at. my man Ryan knows about what what went down at SIU and yeah. how the parties used to be crazy down there. So when I was there, obviously, you know, it wasn't the party school that people kind of know it as. And when you hear somebody say, SIU is a party school, well, it's mostly for people that graduated like in the eighties or something like that. But you know, that's that's kind of where my party college life was uh, was birthed at with that. But I one hundred percent would prefer a house party over going out because one, you're saving money, of course. Two, and then it's a it's a better vibe as well. So I mean, you don't have to be forced to have a good time because that's what it's like when you're going out somewhere because you already didn't pay the cover to get in or overpriced drinks the dj might be trash mm-hmm. so it's just so many things that are forced upon you as opposed to going to a house party that 
you know certain people are going to be there. Okay, whoever's going to have the odd score or whoever's going to be DJing, you might have known known them or just have some kind of connection to them. So, you know, to be a more chilled, relaxed vibe. And, of course, getting back to the uh, cheaper drinks in college college days, man, I miss those days so much. Like a double, <laughs> a double shot of tequila would be like 3 or $4. In Chicago, it's about 25 yeah. it feels like, for a double shot of tequila. So I definitely miss that. My pockets miss those days, too. <laughs> yes. I just had this incredible money-making scheme for house parties as you were talking about it, which is like the fact that at the bar or the club, in order to actually be able to sit down, you have to have, like, table service, right? You have to buy a bottle. Could you imagine if house parties did that where it's like, in order to sit out on my couch, like, you actually have to buy a bottle, and it's $55, <laughs> and it's roped, it's roped off. That would still be and, cheap and for like, bottle service, yeah. 55 bucks. And yeah. it's the patio is also roped off. Yeah. Like, you have to be super cool for that. Like, <laughs> only the baddies are on the top floor of the house. Uh, I'm curious. Let's talk about the NBA cam. Who has been – we can't talk about the Bulls because they already had a players meeting – a players only meeting one game into the whole season. So <laughs> we'll stay away from them. Who's been the most impressively surprising team to you? Well, Trista, it wasn't a players only meeting according to Zach Levine with the Bulls. And this is the last thing I'm going to say about this team. But it was a basketball conversation mm. according to Zach Levine. With it only players. players only meeting. Exactly. So when Billy Donovan tried to come into the locker room and said, no, coach, not right now. But I digress. Um, but the, the team that's really caught my eye this NBA season, and it's a young, exciting team, um, are the Indiana Pacers. Like, I really, really like this Pacers team and what they could be. I think they possibly could be a uh, top six team in the Eastern Conference when it comes to playoff time. So you think of Tyrese Halliburton and who he is, and obviously you missed a couple of games because of the ankle, but still, it feels like this team is one of those just young, in charge, don't care who you are, if you're LeBron, if you're the Miami Heat, if you're the Boston Celtics. Well, let me not bring up the Boston Celtics because they got beat by 51 when they last played them. But <laughs> this is a team that has a lot of confidence and could surprise some people towards the end of the year. So that's one of the teams that I'm looking at. And, of course, how could you not look at a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves and what they're doing with Anthony Edwards? And, man, just the trajectory that this kid is on is – is is I don't want to do this, but I will. It's reminding me just the way he plays, his passion on both ends, and just his confidence level is feeling like a young Michael Jeffrey Jordan out there. And I know we've seen like the half and half pictures of Ant's face and the young Jordan, but like he is definitely somebody that isn't afraid to let everybody know who he is. Um, obviously, with the defensive possession that he had against Jason Tatum in overtime last night after he tied up. Jason Tatum for the jump ball. He's like standing over Tatum, looking at him, just like daring him to stand up and, and like, do you want smoke or not? Like, that's the <laughs> NBA that I grew up with. That's the NBA that I want instead of all this buddy-buddy stuff. So, um, just off the top of my head, those are the two teams right now that I'm, I'm really paying attention to that are young, that have a realistic chance of getting in the playoffs and then actually making some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, and I love that Timberwolves team, and I love Ant, and he's a big guard, man. So I'm looking right now, he's 40-1 to 1 to win MVP. Do you think the Timberwolves are going to be good enough? You know, do you think that um, he would get a look? Because that's a really good price if he continues to do this. Um, and yeah, then I was no looking doubt. at their Northwest Division prices are 6-1, to 1, but you got the Nuggets, and they're minus 375. I don't think anybody's going to overtake them quite yet. But what would you do with Ant? Would you look at an MVP, or do you think it's too early? No, nah, I'm looking at the MVP right now. I was looking at the MVP with Ant before the season even started. So on my NBA show inside the uh, association on Stadium Network, like we had a segment where we kind of gave our two early MVP picks, things like that, just because we're getting up for the season. And one 
we were just exhausted trying to find content on the show because we're going five days a week in the off season. But um, he's a guy that, you know, when we saw his just leap from last season and what he was able to do, all-star last year, gets into the first round against the Denver Nuggets and puts them to work, like average over 30. Then you saw what he did with USA Basketball and the World Championships. And now we're even just seeing just him add another level to what he's been and what he's really shown from the previous year. So I think Anthony Edwards at that value would be a great pick. I honestly don't believe that uh, that there will be a big man that wins the MVP this year. I think it will be a guard or a wing four type player. I'm thinking of guys like Jason Tatum. Um, of course, Anthony Edwards is in there. So like those are the two names that, that come to mind right away or even a Shea Gilgis Alexander. But Anthony Edwards is a dude that if he can have Minnesota in the right position and the right position for them would definitely be top six in the West. But then also, if they can try and maybe crack the top five, and I'm not going to say top four because that's very wishful thinking, but if they are a top five or maybe top six team in the Western Conference and Anna's putting up numbers like he is even this month, averaging 31, I'd be shocked if he's not either the favorite for MVP when we get towards the end of the regular season or the co-favorite. So he's just a guy that just feels like he's destined to get that MVP trophy. Yeah, it's amazing to think of what an alpha can do for that team. We were talking about that last night, watching that Timberwolves game going. Oh, yeah. It's just it's different when Cat's now not the number one and Anthony Edwards is the guy taking over that thing. Talking to Cameron Smith, BetMGM tonight. I'm looking at the futures market here, too, with the Clippers at 12-1 to to win the title. And, you know, we just saw James Harden's debut. I mean, on paper, look, there's certainly a lot of talent on that Clippers roster, but we also know that they got a lot of guys that don't play a lot of games on that team. And then there's the whole, like, I don't know, parts fitting together and chemistry and that whole thing they have to build while most likely we'll see Kawhi and Paul George probably miss some time. What do you just, what do you think the outlook is of this new Clippers roster that we have now? Honestly, if I'm Ty Lue, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged from what I saw last night, right? Obviously, it's not good that you lose the game in the debut with James Harden, but at the same time, you're encouraged because what James Harden is able to do, um, more so at the point guard position with his team, right? And somebody's going to have to suffer and what I mean suffer being in terms of sacrifice who they are and what they bring to that team. And I think that Russell Westbrook is going to have to be a guy that takes the backseat to that because you don't want James Harden playing off the basketball. And when we saw that against the Knicks the other night, he just didn't look the same. Second quarter James Harden was a James Harden that I think Ty Lue envisions for this team with Kawhi and PG um, on those wings and maybe putting Russ in the corner or working those baselines um, with his athleticism and just his energy. So with this Clippers team, I can't see them winning the NBA championship. It's so tough trying to put a team together and trying to think that they can just pull it off in year one. Like, I mean, how many teams have tried that and failed? Even one of the greatest teams of all time that we saw in NBA history with uh, the Miami Heat when they got LeBron and D-Wade and Chris Bosh, they didn't pull it off in year one, right? They had to go through their lumps and took their L in that first season. But after that, they were able to regroup and get things together. But it's just too much unknown for this Clippers team right now. One of the big things is health-wise, right? Like, can Paul George, can Kawhi Leonard play an entire season, or at least the majority of the season, because nobody plays 82 games anymore, right? They'll have their days where they're off and they're getting their rest, but then also, when it comes to playoffs, like, are these guys going to be ready? Are they going to be durable enough to make that stretch run from when the Western Conference playoffs start? If they can emerge out of the West and then have enough left in the tank for whoever comes out of the East. And you're talking about possibly a Milwaukee or a Boston, right? I mean, it's not going to be any easy work for this Clippers team. But again, like, Ty Lue should be encouraged for what he has. 
And kind of similar to Milwaukee, like once Dame and Giannis put it together, other teams better watch out. And they really better watch out when, you know, the four boys from Cali get it together and they're really clicking on, on all cylinders. So it's a dangerous team to really match up for and really game plan for. But I like what the Clippers have. But winning a championship, be easy, L.A. That's, that's not happening for your Clippers team. What are you thinking? You mentioned you know the Milwaukee Bucks finding a way for Giannis and Dame to really gel offensively. Defensively, they are one of the worst teams in the league, which as a Portland Trailblazer fan, I could have told you was going to happen when you inserted Dame onto that roster. Like, what are you seeing from them? Are you encouraged? Is there anything that you still have doubts about? Because I look at this team with less depth and, and no Drew Holiday, and I wonder whether they will you know regret that trade. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the, the the addition by subtraction, right? I mean, you you want a guy like Damian Lillard that's an elite scorer. He's proven that time and time again in his time with the Trailblazers and his time in the league, right? You get that addition with Giannis, and everybody's excited, but you got to sacrifice Drew Holiday. And I think people are starting to understand, especially more so Milwaukee Bucks fans, that they're starting to understand how important and impactful Drew Holiday was for that team. Right, I mean, you even see it with the Boston Celtics now and how he's just changed that team around. And I think the great thing about Drew is just not only defensively, like you can plug Drew in any position on the court perimeter-wise, and he'll be fine. Like naturally, he's a point guard and be able to set other guys up and, and um, you know, create for them. But then also he has that scoring prowess as well. Like that's something that, you know, how he made his name in the basketball world, but also on the defensive end, like Drew will get after you. And now you don't have that on your team at Milwaukee who's going to be that guy that is the first line of defense to let other guards know coming into Pfizer form or even if the Bucks are on a roll to say, hey, no, this is this is what it is tonight. I'm about to be in your face the entire night. I'm guard picking you up 94 feet. It might be token pressure. I might raise the level up a little bit just to disrupt you. But that's what it's going to be. And I don't think Dame is built like that. I mean, he's built to score. He's built to make big He's shots. He's definitely not so, built like that. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all, Tristan. You know it best because, obviously, you know the Portland Trailblazers. You've seen them time and time again with Dane. But I think at some point for this team, they're going to have to have, here we go again, some type of players-only meeting where somebody's going to have to check somebody, right? And it's going to have to be Giannis. I don't think that it could be a Jay Crowder. I don't think it could be a Bobby Porter's as much as those guys are respected because at the end of the day, this is Giannis's team. So he's going to have to step up and say, hey, Dame or whoever it is or whatever we're doing, we have to make sure that we are locked in defensively because we know we can score and we can get buckets. Like that side, that's the easy part. We can figure that out. We'll be okay. But with Adrian Griffin as their head coach, one of the best defensive minds in the NBA, they're going to have to get to a table and just get it figured out because if they don't, you're looking at a team that, again, could be bounced out of the first round or even make it – to the second round and still get bounced out as well. I mean, the end of the day, the goal is for the Milwaukee Bucks is championship. Anything less than that is a failed season. And you can't slice it to me any other way. Like, if they don't win the championship, it's a, it's a, it's a wash, right? So they just have to figure out of what they want to be and who they want to be on the defensive end. And it's going to be Dame. Like, he's going to have to yeah. try and sacrifice some of his offense to really put more effort and intensity and just more urgency <laughs> on the defensive end. I mean, yeah, good yeah. luck, Trista, but it's yeah. just like, yo, it's, it's, it's what it's got to be, you know? Yeah. All right, Cameron Smith, host of The Better Angle on BetQL, also Stadium as well. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks. 
The winning trifecta is Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu. All three will be right back on Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM, live from BetQL. Management is about awareness. I'm not sure if I have it. Like, I feel like I am so different in so many regards. Like, maybe like a healthy smoothie place. I don't know. Smoothie uh, King. I do. I wear a lot of Lululemon, but like, I don't think I'm like cool enough to maybe represent them. But the reason I bring this up is because mm-hmm. it feels like we have the perfect partnership in the NFL between Kirk Cousins and Coles. Has there ever been a better brand deal with somebody who is extremely self-aware that he dresses like a dad? Have you seen somebody sure sponsored by Coles? Like they look right up his alley and I tip my hat to him. I actually have not seen these. This does not shock me at all. It's actually perfect. Perfect guy. I will give Kirk Cousins credit enough. You know, you, you mentioned it, which is at least he's self-aware enough to know, you know, that's the worst. People just have no self-awareness at all. And they'll dress a certain way or they'll act a certain way. And they just don't see why what they're doing or what they're wearing is ridiculous. But I think this is chef's kiss. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. talking to a couple folks about this and I think Drake may even with the loss Drake may look better in that loss than Caleb looked in his his loss and I, the big thing for me when I'm watching these games and and and, and I, I'm looking for advancement right I'm looking for development um and I just I, I don't see him getting better I see him doing a lot of the same things and now that teams have a beat on it they're making him make mistakes and now that he's making mistakes there's frustration and you can see it on the sidelines and that's the whole deal so when i look at him i think may has an opportunity to push but i also think Penix, a guy who i said should be the front runner for the heisman Penix has an opportunity to push as well and so with caleb williams we also have to go to the nfl right and so you got to look at what lincoln riley's done and he's had kyler murray i'm not giving him jalen hurts I am going to, I'm going to leave Jalen Hurts at Alabama. I am. I'm going to leave him in Alabama simply because there's no other Oklahoma quarterbacks that are squatting 700 pounds. That's Bama built. So I'm going to go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Baker Mayfield also as a top pick and both of those guys, one's been around the league. He's already been around the block in Baker. And then the other one, his own team does not want him to play in Kyler Murray. So I think kind of the shines come off the apple with Lincoln Riley and you watch him, how frustrated he's been getting over the course of these games and not being able to get stuff done. I just don't, when I watch Caleb Williams play, a lot of it is out of phase. A lot of it is out of the structure of an offense. And to be in the NFL, you've got to play within the offensive structure. Drake May plays within the structure of that offense. Do I love that offense? Not exactly, but he still plays within the structure of an offense. It's not all improv. And so I think that's the difference here. 
and yeah, there's going to be somebody, you know, whether it's like the Colts with Anthony Richardson that are going to take a gamble on someone that's willing to play that, that makes their best plays without, with it outside of the structure of the offense. But I think Drake may is now becoming more of a Drake may and Michael Pence are becoming more um, they're bubbling up from everyone I talked to from an NFL standpoint, because they play within the structure and they find ways to make plays. They know when guys are supposed to be open. They understand where the plays are made instead of, everything else they they can use the auxiliary but at the end of the day what we're seeing are, is teams want guys that can still play within the structure It's time for more Bet MGM Tonight with Ryan, Trista, and Nick on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Indiana's up 58-50 on Florida Gulf Coast. You know we got an early college basketball game, and that's what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ball State, Northern Illinois, 10-7 Ball State. Love to see it. Well, Love take, to see yeah, all this, actually. Take whatever, you know. Indiana, um... Florida Golf's been covering this entire game. Now Indiana's on like a 19-1 to run, though. They were actually leading in this game. Indiana was down. Uh, coming up really quick, Michigan is a 10.5-point favorite. Hunter Dickinson's gone now. Uh, I'm going to actually grab some, it's gross, some UNC Asheville. Ugh. Plus 11 against Michigan in a game where the total is 143.5. I'm going to play it really small. Um, I just, you know, I'm not the biggest Juwan Howard guy. I'm not the biggest Michigan guy. Now, college football, I love them. I think they're the best team in the country. Um, give me Michigan over the field, but uh, I'll take some uh, Asheville here, plus 11. And then, of course, we got Auburn coming up. How many up. best do you have tonight? A lot, and I have a lot of women's, too. I have a 10-1 day going uh, right now in women's college basketball, thanks to my uncle, actually. He, Where he was the text? Um, Where well, was the text? Well, I wanted to wait and see. Where was the text? yesterday he gave yeah, me Ohio Yeah, yesterday State, was a bad day. And they mm-hmm. got destroyed. Well, no, that we went 2-1, and one, but... I, I wanted to wait and make sure that you we were had a just good a little. Day. You wanted a larger sample size. The problem is if he's ten and one today, uh, that's I don't now know. Could reverse the other way he's, very quickly. He's gotten me in trouble with a lot of people, like cut off. So we'll see if he could keep this going. Let me get. Good. I'd like to get cut off. <laughs> that'd be really. Listen, <laughs> I've never been cut off <laughs> by be, a book before. That's, that's, that's a, my dream. That'd be a good thing for me. It's my <laughs> dream to have Bet MGM call me into their office and say, Trista, you're winning too much. You're... We got to lower your bet size. We got to shut you down for a little bit. Really quick, Auburn's. <laughs> All the way to two and a half right now against. I Baylor. saw that two and a half point favorites. You want to MGM jump on it? So nothing though on this. Uh, no. Nothing on this Dirk Nowitzki, Jason Kidd pickleball that's going on right now on no, ESPN. I got nothing on that. Okay, just making sure, making sure no one's got that. Just you know, I don't even think you can bet on it. But if you did, oh, you can. Would you take uh, Jason Kidd or Dirk Nowitzki and his side? Probably Dirk. Dirk. I'm going to go with the longer Dirk. wingspan. I'll, I'll just say this: uh, pickleball on TV, not worth watching. No, it looks no. really bad. Like it's not it's... all that fun to play. I tried because of the hip. You know, they have yeah. it in my gym. I was like, yeah. yeah, here's a new hobby since I can't run full court anymore. Not, not great. <laughs> not fun. Mark Yarbrough jumps on with us. Uh, Seven thirty, the game down in Charlotte, and of course we got the Panthers playing on Thursday night football. And uh, look, this is a team obviously that comes off 
Mark having the number one overall pick, and you got Bryce Young, and then we kind of look around and see C.J. Stroud and go, wow, C.J. Stroud looks really good, even with a bad offensive line. There's a million other factors there, but what is the feel right now in terms of what you've seen from Bryce Young in terms of how the fan base feels, how the media feels down there from the return so far? Uh, first of all, guys, appreciate you having me on tonight. Uh, look, I, I think you could see there had been some progression made with Bryce Young, and I think there was optimism uh, about the way this offense w- was heading. No, it wasn't the 99 Rams, but it was, you know, it was coming in increments where you could see Bryce Young progressing. And then it felt like this past Sunday, uh, all that kind of went back down the drain. And as you mentioned, it didn't help that C.J. Stroud – you know, balls out, throws for five touchdowns in his game uh, against Tampa. So uh, we're back to doom and gloom. It's getting dark now at quarter to five here. Uh, it's the the long cold winter is sitting in, and yeah, that that's where we are here in Charlotte. It's just uh, it's bad, and then great. Now we got Thursday night football with the Bears coming up, and I'm sure Al Michaels can't wait. So. <laughs> What about the weapons? Because I feel like there's not a lot there for Bryce Young to work with. And, yes, maybe he's a little smaller than C.J. Stroud. Maybe he's got a better S, too. Uh, but ultimately, when Adam Thielen is your most consistent receiver, the the ghost of Adam Thielen, who's been awesome this year, I feel like there's a lot left to be desired there offensively. Yeah, Trista, I mean, Adam Thielen could not have done more than he's done. I mean, he's I think he's even maybe exceeded some people's expectations. But you're right. If Adam Thielen is your solid number one, that's a problem. And that's been a problem, and that's not helped Bryce Young, uh, along with a bad offensive line, uh, a very inconsistent running game, has been just the lack of development from some of these other receivers. And I'm talking about Terrace Marshall, who – was the you know mini camp OTA All Star Pro Bowler and then has done crickets in the season. Jonathan Mingo's had a couple of moments, but he he's been you know he's still a rookie. Uh, DJ Chark had a touchdown on Sunday, but he you know he's been banged up a little bit. He's not really done a whole lot. So yeah, it's it's been Adam Thielen or bust, and that has been one of the reasons why this offense has struggled and. You know, when you got a young quarterback like Bryce, you need to provide him with everything that you can to help him out. You need a, a decent offensive line. You need a good running game. You need guys to step up at receiver, and that hasn't happened. And then throw in the fact that they go out and sign a Miles Sanders. He has been underwhelming. Now, he did show up in the second half on Sunday. It's like he almost remembered, hey, the season started. I need to start playing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he was he was better in the second half. That's as good as he's looked all year. But he has not had the season that people thought that he would have when he signed here. Hayden Hurst is a guy. Uh, and, look, I'll be honest with you. Hayden Hurst was not my first choice at tight end as far as free agency. I thought Dalton Schultz, Mike Gusecki, one of those guys, uh, I would have picked them ahead of Hayden Hurst. But when you look at what the Panthers have had at tight end the last few years, you thought Hayden Hurst would be an upgrade. Hayden Hurst can barely get on the field right now. He's he's, he's probably the third tight end choice behind Tommy Trimble and, and Steven Sullivan. So uh, it's been a lot of reasons why Bryce Young has not had a great year, and certainly his receivers have not helped him. No, they haven't. And, um, you know, and, and we see C.J. Stroud, we see Will Levis look pretty good, you know, as a rookie. Even Anthony Richardson, before he went out, before he got hurt for the season, looked a little bit mm-hmm. better than I projected, than I expected, I should say. 
And so when you look at it, man, like, do you think Frank Reich is the guy for Bryce? Because um, he's known as kind of like the quarterback whisperer. Um, right. But the last couple of years, you know, weren't great for him. And what if there is a guy like Ben Johnson that's possibly available, the offensive coordinator for the Lions or this, you know, young, flashy offensive mind? You know, do you think maybe they would look to move away this soon? Or do you think Frank Reich's definitely there for the next couple of years with Bryce well, as a package? I think a lot of it depends on how this finishes up. I, it, I know we've talked about it a lot on our show. It is hard to imagine that David Tepper would be willing at 1 in 16, 2 in 15. To, to rerun this with Frank Reich. Uh, you, you brought up Ben Johnson. He was certainly a name that I think the Panthers were interested in before they hired Frank Reich, and then Ben Johnson decided, nah, I'm good here in Detroit. Maybe he knew what was good. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe he didn't want saw to that come offensive here. line. Yeah, he saw the writing on the wall. And you mentioned the offensive line. That is one area that we, at least we all down here thought was going to be you know, not great, but uh, a hell of a lot better than what we've seen. Uh, it, it has been probably the biggest disappointment of the season. Uh, but, you know, back to your question, I I feel like I, I lean towards Frank Reich will get the benefit of the doubt and, and be brought back unless, like I said, this thing just really gets off the rails and David Tepper doesn't have a choice. But, yeah, the, the thought was this was the perfect setup for, for Bryce Young with – Frank Reich with Thomas Brown and I mean, Frank Reich gave up play calling duties a couple of weeks ago and I wouldn't say you've seen a lot of difference between him and Thomas Brown calling plays maybe they've thrown the ball down the field a little bit more since Thomas Brown took over uh, but uh, th- look this offense two straight weeks last week they scored 15 in a win against Houston they scored 13 in the loss on Sunday against the Colts against a defense that had been giving up a lot of points and this this offense uh, you know, just could not get it get it cranked up. Talking to Mark Yarbrough, BetMGM tonight. All right, so we got the Panthers three and a half point dogs on the road at Chicago on Thursday night football. The total's thirty nine in that, which some people might say kind of a low total. And then you realize, oh wait, it's a standalone game. Thursday night football, they're always lower totals. And then we see a one and seven team against a two and seven team. Mm. I don't know, man. This just this feels like another certainly an, an an under game for me. No matter who's starting at quarterback for the Bears, what's just going into this game? What's I guess you could say, what's the thing that makes you the most confident, if there's anything, in the Panthers heading into Thursday night football? They're playing the Bears. <laughs> uh, that's the right answer. That, that, right? I'm serious. <laughs> that, that, that's really that's about it. I mean, look, the, the Panthers are banged up. Uh, Brian Burns is not going to play. He's out with a concussion. C.J. Henderson's out with a concussion. This offense is struggling. The, there's not a lot to, to hang your hat on. Uh, and you know, uh, other than you know, an Iowa under, there may not be a better safe bet right now than than taking the under in this game Thursday night. Yeah, man, it's been a rough one. I, I Thursday nights, Monday nights for all of us have been very tough for props. Mm-hmm. I know Adam Thielen will be my go-to. I do want to switch gears really fast and get your thoughts uh, around the Hornets. Uh, Terry Rozier looks like he's going to be out a couple games. I know you do radio there. I just wanted to get your thoughts on, on the basketball team and how kind of the vibe is uh, around the Hornets this year. Brandon Miller there has been a little bit up and down. LaMelo went absolutely bonkers the other night. Yeah, LaMelo had struggled, you know, the first few games, and then it seemed like the, the light finally went on offensively for him. Uh, he had the big defensive stand Saturday night uh, up in Indiana. But I, it's funny, we were talking about this the other day. It feels like the Hornets have a chance to kind of grab the city right now with the way the, the Panthers are going. 
but I think people are, are just kind of kind of scorned about the Hornets. They're just like they're beaten down. It's like there's no reason to get too excited because in the end, you know, they're just they're not, they're not going to come through for you. But uh, Brandon Miller ha- has been has done a, a nice job so far. And I know there were people on draft night or draft night, excuse me, booing the pick. They they were all about Scoot Henderson, but Brandon Miller so far ha- has done a nice job. And I think if it's about health for this team. Uh, if Lamelo can stay healthy, Gordon Hayward can stay healthy. You mentioned Terry Rozier is obviously. Uh, are going to miss a couple of games, but uh, this team last year was just decimated by injuries. If if these guys can stay on the floor, uh, you know that they can get into the playing part of the tournament. I, I think it's a must for Steve Clifford and Mitch Kupchak. I think anything short of a a play in appearance, and I, I think with the new owners here, uh, I think you're you're probably looking at a new GM and a new head coach. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, actually. You know, wh- what do you think about the job that Steve Clifford has done? Because I was going to ask you if you thought maybe the seat was getting a little warm. Because a couple of years ago, they were a play-in team. They looked like they were kind of on the come-up, and then last year was a disaster. They didn't play a whole lot of defense, and probably some of that has to fall on coaching and personnel. Uh, so do you think it's, you know, probably the And hasn't seat? he coached there before? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, he was there yeah. before. Uh, yeah. got fired, and then when they fired James Borrego, uh, they brought Cliff back. Look, I love Cliff. Uh, he, he, he's a great dude. He can. He, he's a great coach. Uh, but there's no question, his, his seat is warm, and it could get hot before the season's over. That, as I just said, I think it's they have got to make a playoff appearance, whether it's in the play-in tournament or you know getting in the regular playoffs. But uh, yeah, for I think Cliff is universally liked here. But I think the the feeling, especially with new owners, and you guys know this, anytime there's an ownership change. Uh, with the guys that they didn't hire, they have no allegiance to. Uh, Cliff is, is basically coaching for his job this year, I believe. What do you think the ceiling is for Brandon Miller? Not just the, this season, but really his career. You know, I, I think we, we've already seen, we know he can score. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, and look, you guys know this is the NBA. If you could play a little bit of defense, you're going to have a long, long career. I, I think he has shown that he can can shoot from behind the arc. Uh, he's going to find his bas- his shot. Uh, I, I think he can be – I don't know if he'll ever be a superstar in the league, but he's certainly a guy I think that, you know, eventually could, could land on the all-star teams and uh, it'd be a solid contributor for it. Maybe he, he you know, look, being a number two pick, you're expected uh, to, to do those types of things. And I've – you know, he's played, what, two weeks? But I think he, he's off to a nice start. I don't want to switch gears again too fast, but UNC was one of the more disappointing teams last year, was the number one team in the, before the season started. Uh, and you, obviously that thing went off the rails fast. What's your expectation for them this year? Well, they uh, you know got off to a nice start last night. Uh, they, they, they've brought in some transfers. Uh, obviously, Mondo Baycott is a preseason All-American there so uh, the expectations are always high for North Carolina uh, as you said it, it got off the rails last year and they didn't even want an NIT bid but uh, the expectations I think certainly to, to get back to the tournament uh, I don't think North Carolina fans are going to accept missing that again which I don't think they will I think they, they get back to the tournament but you know they're going to be in the upper portion of the ACC up there with obviously Duke uh, Clemson's going to be good. Virginia, I think, is going to be good. 
Uh, so I'm you know thinking a top four ACC finish and then uh, a solid seeding for the NCAA tournament. Mark Yarbrough, seven thirty the game in Charlotte. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks, man. You you got it, guys. Have a good one. Yeah. The- the Hornets. I just I don't know how you can continue with Steve Clifford as your head coach. If uh, yeah, I was trying to be nice and ask getting. like why, like you know <laughs> what I mean, like like. And then Trista, luckily you stepped in. And we're like, isn't I'm he sorry. better coach? No, I'm no, because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wait a minute, like how many times has he been the yeah. head coach? And he was in Orlando too. He's never been in. But like, why do you fire situation? a guy and then come around and be like, you know what? We that would be like getting a divorce and being like, you know what? I, there are people it's who have married though. the same woman it's twice. Happened. My aunt did that. Yeah. Did and then, she? Oh wow! Spoiler alert: They got divorced again. <laughs> <laughs> and so then they, they were split like, assets they were like hooking twice. Up again a couple like months ago, and I was like, no, we're not. Wow, doing Khalil this. I told Ware my mom, I was like, Indiana. I'm not going to another wedding. Spoiler alert: uh, Steve Clifford's probably going to be fired at some point as the Hornets head coach anyway. They so. may even chop off his hand. Well, I hope they don't do that. That'd be a bit maybe just a pinky. I'm not a Hornets fan. I'm not the one saying it on social media, but people are ruthless out there, especially Hornets fans. Woo! Worse than Philly. Hornets X. That's going to be my, you know what? I'm going to start a rivalry like you got with Kings fans. Hornets fans. Coming after you, son of a bitch. There you go. Except for the sideliner. The winning trifecta is Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. All three will be right back on BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. I think we need to set mm-hmm. some parameters for roasting people for oh. their bets because I'm not going to lie. Last week's teaser was absolutely terrible. I don't think I hit a single leg in it, which is fine. And at the end of the day, it counts for one bet. So people are saying, oh, all of your takes were terrible. Listen, if you lose a parlay or a teaser by one leg or four, mm-hmm. it does not matter. It counts the same. But there is nothing worse than people who come on after the fact and say, all yeah. of these picks were terrible. Well, you have to say that before the game starts or else you just look like a Monday morning quarterback because obviously anybody can come in after the game and say, oh, you should have picked this team. So can we set some parameters for roasting people's sure. picks? I say if you don't roast somebody before the game starts, you shouldn't be allowed to roast somebody at all. Yes. If you roast someone after the fact, you're a loser. You know why? Because anybody can do that. Anyone. Anyone can say, oh, I'll just wait and see how this plays out. And if you win, I won't say anything. But if you lose, I'll troll you. That's just, that's, that's lowbrow thinking. So, yeah, if you're going to call somebody out and say, I disagree with this pick, fine. Disagree before the fact. Don't do it afterwards. A child can do that. Also, if you're going to provide generic fifth grade insults, I'm not going to acknowledge you because it is one thing if you listen to my reasoning, you say, hey, I have a problem with your line of thinking. This is wrong. And I think you need to consider this other than just somebody simply commenting wrong. Like that's the worst. (laughs) Like you can't even argue with these people because I will follow up and say, okay, what exactly about my handicap? do you disagree with specifically and they never have an answer and they just follow up see you were wrong i'm like okay well if you can't tell me why i was wrong then like you don't have any grounds for insults and also another thing if you don't have your picture as your profile picture and if you don't use your name Uh, as your profile name you can't insult anybody for anything it's very easy to hate from the sidelines if you don't put your name to it, mm-hmm. sit down. 
If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. One thing that I would have is just like how this experience is going to start coming more and more to the forefront of our lives, like your life and my life and like Tyler's life and Jake's life and Alex's life and downtown Mike Brown's life and your life, the person listening and watching this right now, where I have a three-team parlay last night in the National, among other bets, right? And my parlay is going to be closed out by the Colorado Avalanche. We're playing on the road. It's time for more Bet MGM Tonight with Ryan, Trista, and Nick on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Well, Michigan State went down last night to James Madison. Think uh, Michigan goes down to UNC Asheville tonight? Maybe. Yeah? Yeah? No? No? Okay. I, All right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, I hope so. I got UNC no, I Asheville in this game. I was trying to think. I bet them at 10. 10 and a half, I'm sorry. So we'll see if they could at least keep this one close. Oh, here we go. It's been a good run of college hoops, guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love this season. I really do. You know what I like to do sometimes? Not watch the games. Especially like, like, you know, women's college basketball, other than my cousin's team. Just because of the sweats. And obviously Iowa. Well, like the big games I want to watch. Yeah. Right? Like I'll watch LSU. I'll watch the tournament. Mm -hmm. Again, my cousin's team. But the sweats are crazy because, like, last night and today, for example, you'll have a team go up 10. It's like, you know, any any other. It's insane. But in college, it's it's crazy. You'll... I had a team up 15, then go down 17, that ended up winning by 10. 
It's craziness, man. I know it's a game of runs, but you never see things like that. <laughs> That's a little too much of an and emotional And the WNBA is like that, too, yeah. where they'll just go cold and miss, like, 15 shots and in a like, row. What did I do? But women's <laughs> college hoops is another breed. Yeah. And there's four quarters. I'm like yeah. just learning some of the rules and stuff. Re- Why don't the like, men have to have four quarters? Do you like the point? four quarters better? Yes. Why are we doing halves? This is stupid. Yeah, I agree. I'm fine with that. There's no, there's no other basketball like league. W- where else does anybody do halves still? Not even international, right? It's four quarters. No, it used to be halves years that. ago. No, no, yeah. FIBA used to be years ago. I don't think there is one anymore. It's the o- men's college basketball is the only level that does halves. It doesn't is, make any sense. Is the big three still four quarters? I don't know what the big three is. I don't think it's really anything. I don't think anything. it's still around anymore. Yeah, it, it is. is. It is, but it, I, I mean, remember, like, they were really trying to pump that out there for a couple mm-hmm. of years. I was watching the games. I was trying to get live lines on the games. I was begging for it during the pandemic. Like, please, if anything, just give us the big three. Man, I was really excited. We are going to have Ice Cube. The previous show I was doing before I came here, Ice Cube was going to come in studio, and then the pandemic hit. And then really? we were wow. to meet Ice Cube. I was oh, very upset. Oh, man. They were like, I, oh, I'll never forget that. That happened like, to me with Snoop Dogg. They're like, Ice Cube's going to be oh. here soon. It'll be in the spring promoting the, the big three when he comes to D.C. I was like, that's going to be awesome. And then, well, the world shut down. So that all changed. But yeah. I, I watched the big three occasionally. It was, you know. The, was the, right. the thing about it is, like, you kind of get to see players that you haven't seen in a while. Where you're like, oh, Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who was our jo- wasn't Joe Johnson on there? Oh, oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And then he ended up going back into the league. He went yeah. back to the Celtics, I think. It reinvigorated yeah. him. Yeah. He was like, you know what? I can still get buckets. ISO Joe. Yeah, there's, Mario Chalmers. I mean, go down the list. There's mm-hmm. certain guys that they could wow. be 60 and they're still going to be able to go out and get a mm-hmm. bucket. Jamal Crawford could get a bucket whenever. Wherever, Facts. any age, you know well, what I mean. It's like last Isaiah night, Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Last night we had the we were watching you know Clippers Knicks at the uh, at a National Harbor, and on the halftime show and post game show was Corey Maggette, former Clipper. Dude Chicago looks like he could legend. still play, and if I yep. remember correctly, he also played in the Big Three. I, I think, think he didn't did. He? Didn't Catino Mobley also? Oh yeah, play? absolutely. He was balling out with white hair. Yeah, yeah. Dude went gray like Santa Claus and was still just getting buckets. Good old Catino. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I listen. I like it. I don't. Are they going to use? Do we know what they're doing for like the three on three in the Olympics? Is that going to be like? Are they using guys from the big three? I saw that Patrick Mahomes has already said he wants to do flag football for the twenty twenty eight Olympics. Which Man. I mean, that's just not fair. What's the rest of the world going to do? Be like Tyree Kill going <laughs> against Iceland and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like. I don't. How I don't, is that even going to work? I think you have to go amateurs. Yeah, that's kind of like with hockey. Yeah, yeah. They, they, you have to do it that way. You can't have play. pro players. I want to participate. My wife keeps bringing up my hip, but I could play quarterback. Like I could yeah. let I could still let that thing rip, guys. I want to play. Get me invested. Get me in. I want to do it. I'm really excited because my son now he's really into football. Like mm-hmm. really, really into football. Because like baseball, we're really into it. Um, as a family, we love it. It's like a sport where like. You know, you're good at it, but you hate it because it's so boring. Right. And he's out there in the outfield, like, picking flowers. But football, we're all invested. <laughs> and now, starting next month, there's a league, a flag football league. Oh. Really? Yep. Yep, in Maryland. And so uh, I think I want to coach. I You've definitely... been talking about coaching for a while. I feel like this is your this is your in right here. <laughs> coaching the 11-year-olds, <laughs> flag football. <laughs> My son will be the, the kid that, you know, he's got to be the quarterback. And then, of course, he's got to play both ways. Meanwhile, you're running an illegal book on the side. Yeah. Yeah, for that bet, betting the league. games? Right, of course. No, no, I would never do you're that. You're a liar. Never you take, would take away from the integrity. No, you would definitely it, You're not, not taking away the integrity. You're not. just taking money on the integrity. That's all. Ryan's got his own little book created just for the, the kids' peewee league. I love this sport so much. I just want to watch him out there hitting the three-step, five-step drop, firing a slant across the middle. 
You know what I mean? Rolling out right. We do. Throwing a dart into the end zone. Getting carried off the field. Like, college... This is going to take a side turn. College football mm-hmm. is the greatest thing on this planet, guys. Uh, on the entire planet? Saturdays, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. More than pizza. It's the best sport. It's like... There's nothing quite like it. You just see the most random, weird stuff. Like, the signs, the people in the crowd, the pageantry. You know what I mean? Like, you see some of the weirdest play calls. You see some guys that have no business being on the sidelines, like an Alex Grinch. Like, who yeah. hired him? How did he... What did he... How did... What? I need to see his resume. How did Alex Grinch ever become the defensive coordinator for USC? Is he Nepotism? Gone? Will <laughs> he ever <laughs> come back? No, no, he won't. No, he'll probably be coaching Arrowhead High here. So. Maybe he'll be coaching some flag football at some point soon here. I'll be coaching against him on Saturday. There you go. I'll pick that defense. It'd be perfect. Man. All right, we probably don't have any lines on that flag football league, but we do have a lot of line movement when it comes to Week 10 now already in the NFL. Sheesh. Let's look at that. Is he gone? For how long? How does this affect sides? Totals? Props? It's time for another installment of Market Movers. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I am so uninterested in this Thursday night game. I mean, just looking at that, I don't have a... I think the only thing I'll do is probably take the under in that and a couple of kicker props. But, like, if you're talking about sides, what do you do in this game? Oh, I got one. It opened at two. Take the Bears. It was Bears nope. minus two. You're going Panthers, you're going aren't Panthers you? Panthers plus three and a half. Yeah. What world are we living in where the Chicago Bears are now three and a half point favorites? I don't Tyson Bajan, man. Get I don't care if the they're fever. playing USC with Alex Grinch as their defensive DJ coordinator. Moore guys. Revenge game. Guys, we've had a good run of primetime favorites cashing. I think the Panthers might win this game outright. Bryce, two weeks ago against the Texans, like, I really liked Houston in that game because they have four or five guys that could get after the quarterback, not just Will Anderson. And Bryce picked apart that defense and that pass rush. You know what I mean? Like, there's been some games where he's looked okay. I don't I don't really like the play calling. I don't really like Frank Reich. I, I would I don't love either. to see. Like, is he a quarterback whisperer? I don't even. Is he a quarterback whisperer? Yeah, yeah with Carson Wentz yeah. five years ago. And then it didn't work out when they tried to redo it, though, in Indianapolis. I'm just saying. Now, he kind of got screwed also because Andrew Andrew Luck. Yeah, he went in there thinking he was coaching Andrew Luck, let's be honest. Right. right. And then that was uh, not the case at all. Right. So, yeah, look, there's a a lot of things wrong with the Panthers. I'm not ready to just throw away Bryce Young yet after one year. I'm not saying that that you're saying that. but I might be ready to throw away Bryce Young. are Are you that close, then? Then maybe I shouldn't I, put words in your mouth. I like Bryce Young, and I was like, he could be the Steph Curry of the NFL because he's got to do things like a little bit different. Um, but he could be flashy. He's not the biggest guy, but he's really good. And he, and he can make every single throw, but he's really little, man. Like, you can't even run a quarterback sneak with him. Well, you, you know, would never be able to do that. When you have you know? these 6'4", 6'5", defensive linemen, which, which is go what un- the league like is. Underneath them. Like, they're batting the balls down. and, and Through their it's, legs. It's like the Kyler stuff. You know what I mean? Like, Kyler looks good when he's 100% healthy, and he's got the pieces around him. And that's what I think Bryce needs. I mean, Adam Thielen's having a solid season, but they don't really have a whole lot of talent on that side of the ball. So it's hard to evaluate year one. But look at what C.J. Stroud's doing. And look look what, like, Anthony Richardson was doing. Will Levis. I get he has D-hop, but who else does he really have? You know what I mean? Yeah. Derrick Henry, but a bad offensive line. So. Um, and boy, oh boy, does Miles Sanders look like he's just not himself anymore. Philadelphia, we wondered why they moved away from him mm. and went for Swift. That was a and right choice. That was just very obviously right choice. Good for him. Yeah. Like, for getting some money, you know, to go and play in that situation. Because I'd be cool with that, too. I just chilling. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, your rushing yard prop is 20 and a half, yeah. minus 120. Yeah, but you're getting paid. Find yourself Chuba Hubbard, year, who maybe. is definitely your backup, has got double the rushing yard prop for you. So, yeah. tough. Yeah, I mean. I, Get that money, though. But And the other thing is they're not going to have that pick, regardless. You know what I mean? No, they're not. Mm-hmm. They traded away that pick. Oh, that would be one angle, by the way. DJ Moore revenge game. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you said that. So, but, but what I'm saying is I don't know that that was worth it because if Bryce isn't the guy... I mean, not that you would move away after a year, but not we've happening. seen it happen before. Not a chance. They like, won't do it. Like they've You'd done have, it. You have to have a new coach. Granted, so, Josh Rosen wasn't like the first pick of the draft, but they did move on. Arizona did Josh Rosen right. to Kyler Murray. You know, like if, if if Bryce doesn't show any strides, doesn't show any, um, you know, like doesn't get any better here, doesn't show any progression the rest of the season, and you had the opportunity to draft Caleb Williams or Drake May, it'd be so tough to pass on those guys. I know I just, Caleb just you know lost the game and cried with his parents, but that's because the defense gave up 600 That yards. defense will make anybody cry. Make me cry. I mean, damn. Yeah, look yeah. at it. So, yeah, I, I I don't think that the Panthers are going to be in a position where they're moving off Bryce or Frank Reich after a year, but the, the seat's only going to get hotter for both of them. I mean, it, you're better off if you don't think your quarterback – is the guy you're better moving off of him long before you have to pay him that big deal. No what doubt. if this guy becomes available? What if they crack down on Michigan and you have Harbaugh? I'll take Harbaugh over uh, Frank Reich right now. I Harbaugh... I don't even think that's a hot take. I mean, I've heard it? the Raiders thrown around. I've heard the Bears thrown around as teams. I know there's a lot of people in college football that say, oh, yeah, yeah, he'll be back. He'll be... I don't know, man. He's going to get suspended. This is getting... And yeah, and the NFL... Let, let's stop pretending. The NFL... Well, you know, if he comes here, oh, we're still going to give him a suspension. They, they won't do what, anything. Not, they don't care. That's they nonsense. don't care about the NCAA. Most people in college football don't care about the NCAA. We've gotten to the point now where, hell, the NCAA may not even have any control over college football in a couple of years because they're going to move off and do their own thing because everybody's sick and tired of their crap. Yeah. I mean... That's the thing. Like, the NFL's not going to do anything. Antonio Pierce is a really good example. He got in some stuff with Arizona State. Like, they had no no, no, op, you know, no issue with him just taking over. Um, yeah, I, I don't think... Yeah, but Frank, how long ago was that, though? Frank, yeah, it was years ago. Yeah. Frank, Frank Reich, though, he'll be fine uh, for another year at least. we got to wait and see with Bryce. I just, I've been let down with the offensive line. And then the defense hasn't been all that great for the Panthers. But I do think that they win and cover against the Bears. Do you really? I do. I got a weird feeling about this game. The Bears aren't a good football team. No, they're not. You know what I mean? We just saw the Panthers against the Texans a couple weeks ago, and then I know that this was a big letdown spot. I actually bet them this week. It was a terrible bet. I thought that they were making some strides. Yeah, they are a rough team to bet on though, because like there's games where they can't move the ball past mm-hmm. midway. You know, they're not. They're they don't, one, they can't even get into the one. red zone. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. I can't. No, they're not a good I, football team. How can I take them one six and one against the spread? I don't. Well, it's the Bears. It's the Bears. <laughs> That's hammer, the hammer the under in this. Maybe, Three, some, five, te- maybe some team totals, some kicker props, and call it a I day. I think it's a no for me. I think it's just, just nothing. A, just a watch and Not see. Not a single bet? Well, I'll I think see. there'll be something. Maybe We've all I... said that before. We've all sat here and gone, Tempt nah, nothing me. for me. And then then there's a little, little. well, I'd say this. I would bet the under now because it's at 39. That thing's only going to mm-hmm. get lower and lower as time goes on. But, God, I, this might be a shootout. You know Bears what? Bears 43, Panthers Fine. 42. We're in here no matter what, so I hope that it's a game give me, worth yeah, watching. Give me a lot of points. Give That's a lot of. Uh, Come well, on. Then I don't want to bet the under if we're hoping for points. There you go. That's Miles Sanders over 20 rushing. It's at MGM tonight.